Welcome to The Unstoppable Singer. I'm your host, Danielle Tucker, a professional vocalist, vocal coach, and a lead singer of the Mighty Untouchables Band. I'm also the producer and host of the Pandemic Proof Singer Summit and The Unstoppable Singer. The Unstoppable Singer follows the lives of real professional singers who've made incredible achievements in their lives and careers. We cover everything from voice work, making money, booking gigs, songwriting, recording, session work, and more. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast. It is Faith Rivera. I am so excited to have her on. Um, she is, uh, Faith is from Hawaii. She's an Emmy Award winning singer songwriter. Um, Faith opens hearts and transforms lives around the globe through the power of music. Her uplifting songs are heard on shows like NCIS and Empire. She's been featured at the Hollywood Bowl and um, the House of Blues to stages uh, in Tokyo to Rome, where audiences of all ages, ages are engaged and energized through upbeat messages, music, and dance. Uh, this Island Girl is a multiple Posey Award winner and Grace Note Award recipient for her contribution to New Thought Music. She's featured in documentary films like As a Man Thinketh with Michael Beckwith, Joe Vitale, and More Empowering Teachers. She recently released her 11th album, Rise, featuring a fiery call to action playlist showcasing a new sound blending pop, EDM, hip hop, and more. And weekly, you can hear her and her co-host on Mind, Body, Spirit FM on their pad, on their pod court podcast. Lord, it's late. Voices of Unity. Honest talk on walking that spiritual walk in everyday life. And most recently, she was a co-writer on Grammy-nominated album East West Players Present Daniel Ho and Friends Live in Concert. So without further ado, let me bring her on. Faith. Yay. How Hi, are Danielle. you? I'm doing awesome. That was a mouthful. Thank you for so graciously yeah. <laughs> reading that all. Blah, blah, blah. I'm glad I articulated <laughs> it so well, too. <laughs> well, I'm really happy to, you know, meet you virtually. And, you know, you sold me on, like, the titles of your offerings, right? The pandemic, pandemic-proof singer, the unstoppable singer. I mean, just, I love all that, you know, empowerment and... I know you're like me. I, I, I always hated that idea of the starving artist, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why I'm so happy to be here with you and share what I can and chat with you on what's working and maybe what could be better. <laughs> Great. Oh, I'm yeah. so honored to have you. I've uh, been familiar with your music for a long time. Um, just for uh, everybody watching, this is our first time meeting tonight yes. um, virtually. Yes. Um, but I came to know Faith's music um, many years ago now when I got introduced to Centers for Spiritual Living and started um, uh, sub-directing at one of the centers here in San Diego. And then I eventually went on to direct at a center in Temecula. And um, Faith is um, just a great figure in the new thought music scene. And, um, you know, I've sung lots of your music and used it in <laughs> services and everything. And it's just, you're, you're just um, an incredible talent and your music really, truly is so uplifting. And I am all about that. So it's a pleasure to have you with me tonight. Thank you. And, yeah. you know, we also share the mama thing, right? We were yes. just talking about how many kids do you have? How old? <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's what I can um, blame my... Uh, poor articulation on tonight. Um, I, no. <laughs> I, I came onto our interview in a scramble because I had a 
pick up a daughter who was late coming out to the car. So, you know, all the mom things. Yeah, no, I feel you, but it adds an extra layer, you know, when you're running your own business, when you, especially when you're like a musician, a singer, songwriter, you know, on these gigs that pop up or go away and you're like, you know, and having to balance the kids. So it's a, it's a real thing. So I appreciate that you take the time to, you know, host a show like this. I mean, it takes, it takes time. So yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Yeah. You could, you definitely feel me on that, but I you know, do. I just think, um, like we kind of talked about before we came on, I just, mm -hmm. I think it's really important as singers, we're essentially running our own businesses. And so mm -hmm. it can be a, a bit isolating. You know, we see yes. our ensemble members, we see, you know, other musicians here and there, but for the most part, we're kind of on our own doing our thing. Mm -hmm. And I think we often wonder, you know, how do other people, people do this? How do they mm -hmm. make it work? And, uh, you know, some people have kids, some people have no kids, some people have lots of kids and, <laughs> or just, you know, other things going on in their lives. Yeah. They do tons of projects. And, mm -hmm. um, I think it's really important that everybody see that we all do it differently. We're all making it work in our own unique way. We do. And, you know, I think that's what I found was it got easier when you stop kind of just because we can compare ourselves to the outward, you know, successes or outward projects that everyone else is doing. But unless you're like in their shoes and know they had to run and pick up their kid or you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. we all I think the more clarity you have on what's important to you um, and, you know, and kind of like where your heart is, it'll kind of help direct where you're going. At least it did for me because I'm not sure how you started, but you know, I auditioned for everything, right. From Disney yeah. to the girl group. I did, you know, I did that whole thing and I tried doing the nightclubs and, um, you're talking about how you were led to centers for spiritual living. And honestly, I didn't know there was a career where I could write inspiring music, you know, some spiritual music, um, and actually make a living at it, you know, beautiful living at it. Um, but it took me kind of following my heart, meaning mm -hmm. like I joined the union, you know, I was trying to do the whole session singer thing. I was doing all the auditions and I, I just early in my career, I just told my husband, I said, you know, my favorite author, he wrote conversations with God, Neil Donald mm -hmm. Walsh was having a free retreat. And this was like way out of like left field for us. Right. I said, I have to go to this thing, you know, yeah. and the, the story, which I've said so many times is my husband said, okay, if you want to go to this weird thing, <laughs> yeah, if you want to go to a weird thing, you have yeah. to use the money you've been saving to replace your college keyboard. And, you know, you have to use that money then to, to go here. And then he said, you have to take me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we go and not only do I meet, you know, Donna Walsh and these other speakers that I would get to support, you know, at retreats or conferences, it was being hosted at the Living Enrichment Center, which at that time was the largest New Thought Center of its, you know, ever, ever like campus. Mm -hmm. No clue. I just volunteered, not knowing any better, didn't know there was a waiting list of artists. She chose one song called Kumbaya. It was based on the law of attraction, you know, what I was reading in, in the book. One song, and there were three services, uh, a thousand people in every service. Mm -hmm. And Mary Morrissey, who was, uh, you know, best selling author, who was the founder of this church, you know, has my lyrics on the Jumbotron, you know, mm -hmm. in, in her message. I'm like, what is going on? And, <laughs> and so by the end of the morning, I sold more CDs in a morning than I sold in a year. And that's how I discovered what I do. And I feel like it's because I followed my heart with, yeah. with that. Can you mm. relate to that in your path? 
So yes, very much so. <laughs> and I think that that's something that it's one topic I absolutely love talking about mm -hmm. because I'm fascinated with how uh, people's careers unfold. I, 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 it's amazing just to see how the seed is planted mm -hmm. and then how one small thing leads to another, leads to another. And, yes. and you know, you find yourself in, in one starting place and then you know, two, three, five years down the road, you're in another mm -hmm. place that you just would have never imagined. Yes. And you can look back and see, this is all because I took one small risk one day, or I mm -hmm. talked to one person or mm -hmm. like made one small action that ultimately yes. led to a full career. Yes. Well, and I, I feel like it's that, you know, I think Tom Hanks said it when they asked him about his success and he just said, you know, I'm the only one who kept going, meaning we kept showing up right? Like even though we didn't know what was going to unfold for us. So, um, yeah, so that was a big launching pad for me that, and also dabbling a little bit in the session singing world. But as, as I'm sure everyone's finding out is there's just so many things you can focus on when you're, you know, a singer songwriter, a musician, you know, there's mm -hmm. the session jobs and there's the, you know, trying to be a songwriter. So mm -hmm. Definitely focus <laughs> is, <Yeah. laughs> is something that I um, probably still need more of, <laughs> no. but I guess I focused enough to, you know, move forward yes. uh, with my goals. Yeah. 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 And there's, there are, there's so many opportunities out there and I, I'm, if you're anything like me, like I want to do all the things. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. That was me. And I think at a certain point I just had to kind of check in. I'm like, I don't know, am I? you know, is this gig more like me or is this? And I just, to be honest, I couldn't find that fit. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember thinking like, oh, I really want to be a top session singer. And I, I think I was doing a song for a TV show. It's called Pasadena. And the they didn't really know what they wanted, you, you know, because sometimes it's like the business guys with the business vision or the the non-musicians, they have a mm -hmm. vision and they're trying to tell you how to do a song, but the, <laughs> it gets lost in translation. Yes. So I kept trying and trying. And finally, when I did it my own way, they said, maybe that's it. And I don't, it just, there was nothing wrong with that scenario, but it just didn't light my fire. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That just wasn't my thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I, I hear that. Well, let's, <laughs> let's back up and, and okay. hear about, you know, mm -hmm. tell us, you know, where you grew up. Are you coming from a musical family and kind of, how did you get introduced to the world of music? Okay. Well, I was born on Kauai, Kauai. I live on Oahu now, and this is mostly where I grew up. Uh, my parents are first generation, um, immigrants from Philippines, they're citizens now, you know, but the joke is that, you know, if you're a good Filipino parent, you put your kid into piano. So okay. <laughs> I, I was in piano since first grade. Um, and I went to an all girls Catholic school. So I would say by sixth grade, I was singing eighth grade, started writing my own songs. Um, and by the time I was a senior, I had an all girls band and a manager and, nice. you know, we toured the islands and it's funny because I say the story back to me when, you know, I'm hearing it and I'm like, oh yeah, totally makes sense that I would do music. What I didn't tell you was that I had this horrible stage fright. It was painful to be on stage, mm. um, to a point where once I was a senior and and mind you, you know, I said we had a manager, we, you know, we toured all the little places here in Hawaii. We even released a single, like my first original, I was, I was just a senior on an international 
record label or something. Mm -hmm. And I was so scared that, do you know, I, I turned down going to Berkeley college of music because in my mind, the story in my mind was, Oh, I can't do music. Yeah. You know, and and I laid out the story for you. I'm like, well, that seems so logical. I do music, but so that fear uh, continued, you know, and I, it's too long to tell you the whole, whole story here, but I, I tried to quit a few times. And the amazing thing is the universe would always step in, mm-hmm. you know, my eighth grade principal stepped in when I said, I'm going to quit piano. Everybody else quit piano. I'm quitting. And she said, no, you're not quitting. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of repeated itself. And, you know, and <laughs> so I'm just so grateful for what, what was Sister Marie Celeste. She's the first person who just said, nope, you got to keep going. You have no choice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I I'm unstoppable. That. See, even though my mind was trying to stop me, the music wanted to happen, you know? Yeah. 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 I know. I think that's, that's a beautiful thing about a music career too, is that, um, I think we all get to that point at, you know, somewhere down the road where we're like, okay, you know, I've had enough of this, whether it's, you know, just enduring so much rejection or, or just, yeah. Oh, there's lots of stops and starts in music and, you know, you've got to learn the whole business and, and financially it can be, um, you know, quite a roller coaster and and we all get to that point, but there, there just is something about music when it's in your soul. It just kind of, it just keeps calling. It keeps calling you back. And and the nice thing is you can always come back. It's never too late to come back and, and get started again. You can. No, you're right. I mean, when I used to teach, um, Actually, yeah, this is right out of college. I started to teach lessons, right? Because you're finding creative ways to use your music and also, you know, have a, have a living. And my student, his name was Bert Mentor, and he was in his 70s. Mm-hmm. He called me on the phone just cr- crying, saying how his mom took away his tap shoes when he was four. So this man had been like trapped, you know, his creativity was trapped. And he showed up and he had like one tooth because he smoked so much at emphysema you know i'd play a c he'd sing a b he'd he'd cry through his elvis presley songs he you know that he'd bring and i just kept thinking what am i gonna do i don't know what to do. and i was a new teacher and i we just kept showing up and you know we found out he was a great songwriter he wrote these songs for this grocery clerk he loved i'm sorry my alarm's going off that's to pick up my daughter but i'm not picking her up today thank you <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that Mom, where um, are you? Yeah. And uh, we recorded on, on my little four track, these love songs he wrote for this grocery clerk, you know, and uh, his daughter was just so proud of him. And that was a ye- only one year. And then this man passed away. And so that's like the most extreme story I can give to prove the point you're saying that it's not too late if you're brave enough to say yes, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're just starting this musical journey or reinventing yourself as we all have had to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's calling you, it's on purpose. There's yeah. there's something you're supposed to be giving and sharing and, and receiving back through your gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that lands for so many of us, you know, right now in particular coming out of, um, you know, 2020 and 2021 was still a bit sketch, you know, t- <laughs> hopefully your 2022 is going well. Um, but I have, I've talked to countless singers who, you know, have really gotten back in the swing of things. Things have kind of, you know, 
um, return back to normal to them or they're, or they're just, you know, on new paths. But then on the flip side, I've talked to a lot of singers who, who uh, just decided, you know, that they were done with this or that they, wow. you know, wanted to go down a different road, which was, you know, Got completely it. understandable. So yeah. um, I, I'm curious to know, you know, during 2020 and 2020, 2021 how were you impacted just career-wise by all of that you know danielle i have a completely like my story's opposite mm -hmm. i think because <laughs> i good. moved i lived in la you know i lived in la you know for my whole career i went there for college and um so we only moved back home five years ago to raise my kids and it was one of those those decisions i had been cutting down on my touring Mm -hmm. And then so I came to Hawaii. I was like, okay, you know, that's really not going to be my livelihood. I'll go out a few times. And so to be honest, when COVID hit in a strange way, it was the biggest blessing for me because all of my, my, my tribe and my jobs came back to me because no one could meet in person. And all of a sudden they didn't have to fly me from Hawaii. I didn't have to leave my kids. I just had to, you know, maybe wake up at 4am to sing for the East Coast. So it was the busiest I'd been. I mean, it was a it was a lifesaver for me personally. Um, I would say artistically and just my soul that needed to serve. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was hard for me when I moved here. And and um, how do I find an outlet for what I used to do, right? Which yeah. was tour and share this inspirational music and sell my CDs. So for me, I was if I may humbly say, I was kind of on fire because. <laughs> That's my, great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. My album Rise came out and it mm -hmm. it was all of it was a result of all this frustration and kind of the darkness I went through, feeling like I lost myself when I came home, you know. Mm -hmm. And Rise was like reclaiming, you know, everything, you know, and, and a new voice. I was like rapping in Spanish and I mean just rapping wow. in general. Yeah. So I was on fire and that first year, um, I did so many events, kind of like you, how you did the, you know, you, you felt that call, right? For the yeah. pandemic proof singer. For me, I did like a luau of love, you know, and I had like fire dancers from Kauai. And yeah. I mean, that's just one event. Uh, my CD release party, which was Rise, was two days featuring not only my co-writers, but bringing in my friends that led people through dance, that led people through meditation that, you know, so it was like, I, I was a little kid. It's like, I got to be with everybody again. So yeah. uh, on the flip side now, right? Cause everyone's going back in person, right? I'm in a, <laughs> it feels like the same place. I'm like, you know, part of me is like, oh no, I'm going to be all alone again. You know, like my little <laughs> ego <laughs> and I've learned enough, thank God. And we've been around enough, you know, positive people that I'm leaning into what's new. And so, mm -hmm. um, part of what I didn't share was part of this journey when I came to Hawaii, that really fueled me during the pandemic was focusing on sync music writing mm -hmm. specifically for tv and film and i have to give props to the state of hawaii that has a program called creative creative labs hawaii um i got to i was lucky to be a part of it and they literally brought down the music supervisors like like i don't know that i could have met them when i was in la they brought them all down here producers and um established art artists in the sync world we were in hotel rooms writing songs to briefs i mean wow yeah yeah that's Amazing. what i mean and obviously this wasn't this is pre-pandemic but i mean right before it so i was able to continue with my relationships thank god with technology right i was writing with people in singapore in new york um 
So I don't know, that part kept going. But now, as I said, I'm in a new space and I'm in the midst of launching maybe a new business idea of how to deliver the music in a meaningful way, but digitally and virtually. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a lot I said helped. <laughs> Did it make That's sense? Great. I, I love your story. That's it's it's refreshing, you know, it's to different. hear. It is different. It's refreshing to hear that, you know, that you had such a, a positive experience, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people did really. Um, I have a friend that I've interviewed on here named Audrey, and she's always done. Um, she's always been a um, session singer, but she's always done it, you know, independently and remotely. So oh, during that time, wow, she had this, a similar experience where like, it was magic for her, you know, wow. probably, you know, a, a real high point of her career. So, um, thank God for singers like you and like her, because you are the ones that showed us those that were, you know, kind of more primar primarily in the live, live. performance space that yeah. there were other options out there. We might not have been aware of like, live streaming, recording from home and, yeah. and discovering those, um, digital platforms that you could, uh, you know, work with. And, and I think a lot of us got a huge education on all of that. Yes. Yeah. And I'm still, girl, I'm still learning to be honest. Yeah. I don't have like the full, like what I think is a pro 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 setup, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's coming, you know, I'm not so techie and yet I'm so, grateful i feel like the timing if you watch the timing if this happened at any other time when we didn't have zoom we didn't have yeah. great internet i mean the connection we've created around the world with people would not be possible so i'm trusting you know and that's like leaning into the maybe what you hear at centers for spiritual living and new thought that just i don't i really believe it does happen for a reason and it's about us um keeping our mindset open Mm -hmm. You know, cause I'm just, I'm a, I call myself, I'm like a relentless dreamer. Like I just, I want it all. Like, can I have kids and a, you know, career that just keeps moving and growing. So yeah, I'm, I'm plugging yeah. away over here in Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like you. I feel the same exact way. In Tell fact, me. this week I posted, um, I posted this video on Facebook and it's Shonda Rhimes giving a, um, a speech to a graduating class and uh, she explains the trade-off for success in such um, an amazing way. I've never heard it explained so well in my entire life. And she just like, she kind of spoke what's in my soul on a daily basis, which yeah. is, you know, as mothers, um, you know, mothers with a lot of ambition, a lot, you know, moms who <laughs> want to do a lot of things. Um, ultimately, there's a trade off for wanting to do that for, you know, people always think, how do you achieve balance? How do you make it all happen? How do you do it all? And she is very upfront and clear and honest about the fact that you can't, because inevitably, when you're succeeding in one area of your life, you're going to be failing in another. When you're saying yes to one thing, you're saying no to another. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, if you're in the recording studio or going on tour, it means you're missing one child's uh, baseball season or, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of mm -hmm. games. And um, there mm -hmm. is there is that trade off. Yes. But that it's not um, 
it never feels good. It never totally feels good. We always kind of have that like a little, you know, nauseousness in our stomach about it. But, but really inside what we want is for our kids. We want our kids to see who we really are and that we're being whole by doing what we love and what we're passionate about. And, um, and they need to see that. Yes. Oh, I, I agree with you. And, And it's that balance of showing them our, you know, that we care enough about our own happiness and our gifts and service, you know, with those gifts mm-hmm. that they can role model that. And that also mommy is, you know, there <laughs> yeah. for, for things going on. Cause I'll be honest, like I, I was all excited cause well, I'm going to go to the empire music and arts, the festival, which is, you know, for our kind of music new thought festival. And so I'm already gone about possibly 12 days because I have other dates before that. And I had this opportunity to go sing for peace and oneness in Ecuador. And, you know, mommy here was dreaming like, yes. And all the pieces lined up, you know, meaning mm-hmm. like I got a sponsor that whatever, all these things were going to happen. And, you know, my sweet husband was like, I just, he's like, I just think that's too long. And by the way, I even asked my kids though, you know, I don't know that she really knows when they say yes to three weeks. I don't know mm-hmm. that they really know what that feels like. But my husband was like, that's, that's a little too much, you know, to go. And so I had to, it was good for me because yeah, I could have been disappointed. And like I told you, I just kind of lean into it like the trust, like, it's not like I'm never going to go there again. But Mm -hmm. one, one important piece of advice that everyone always told me was that this time in our kid's life is go so fast. Mm. So I have made my decisions based on that I have. And as I dream of what's new, right? What you're saying, like those big dreams, I don't know the way, but I know there's a way that I can still be here for them, prosper in the ways I want and, and still be at the next level of, you know, my creativity. So Mm -hmm. it sounds so good when I'm saying it, but (laughs) I want you to know, girl, when I'm just here at home, like cleaning the thing and, you know, like I'm trying to pack, right. You know, it's yeah. So I I appreciate having this time to talk because I think unless we talk to each other, for me, I get lost sometimes, to be honest, in the domestic, you know, Oh yeah. (laughs) Chop, whatever, chop wood, carry water, (laughs) fill the dishwasher, empty dishwasher. (laughs) It's very glamorous life. That's for sure. It's, it's the stuff dreams are made of. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad that you shared that story about um, uh, going on that trip because I know that that's really a, an important uh, professional and personal lesson that I learned, you know, after having my kids. Um when, when I uh, had my first child, I was singing full-time in a corporate show band, same, same one I'm in now. Um, but I was so excited to become a mom, but at the same time, so fearful of losing what I'd had that I pushed myself too hard to go back too fast. Wow. And it, everything ultimately worked out. Yeah, but, you know, I look back and I think, man, I wish, I wish I'd had slowed it down, you know, <laughs> and, you know, kind of uh, given that... Um, been more present during that time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important what you said that um, we really can make this work if we can accept that it doesn't have to be an all or nothing type arrangement. Yeah. Which don't you feel like a lot in our career sometimes because we sometimes it feels like it takes so long to catch whatever that quote unquote break that Mm -hmm. you're like, Oh my God, my ship's going to sail if I don't jump on that. And it's like, 
no, baby, there's like many more ships coming at you. So, I mean, that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. Many more ships. <laughs> yeah, we do. We get, we get so caught up in that fear that like, this is my opportunity. If I don't do this, nobody's ever going to hire me again. Oh, wow. And, you know, if, if I miss, you know, yeah. if, if I say no to this gig or if I say no to this project, then yes. um, I'm going to become irrelevant by next week. And it's <laughs> just not true. Yeah. Well, not and, true. you know, and I can really feel for, for singers like, you that I mean you're in the live arena I mean that's really what you're counting on and so I'm really grateful that early on in my career I learned about and who knows if we were reading rich dad poor dad or I forget where we learned it but it just got drilled in my head about passive income and royalties mm -hmm. and you know because I I, I do write um you know, I'm leaning more into that now, especially with mommyhood. And oh, and, and part of my plan too, my, my secret plan here is instead of me traveling out, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm thinking of creating um, personal, like private immersives for people to come to Hawaii. I mean, who doesn't want to come to Hawaii, you know? Who so doesn't. I think we should you you just sign me up now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, maybe, you know, one day you'll, you'll come and you'll, there'll be people that want to come to Hawaii and they want to sing here and there, yeah. you know, and in between go, you know, float in the ocean, mm -hmm. talk about vocal technique or not, you know, maybe it's mom music. It's all open. So we're planting seeds. That is brilliant. <laughs> I love that idea. You're, you're thinking. Yes. I am. I'm thinking. thinking. <laughs> I love that. Um, I want to talk more about your songwriting and okay. sync licensing. Um, okay. You know, I, I, we heard about your, you know, kind of journey into that. You, from high school and college, you were doing girl <laughs> groups, bands, writing and everything. Yeah. Um, how did your writing career unfold? When, you know, when did you, uh, how did that evolve into you, um, into the world of sync licensing and, and yeah. writing albums and everything? Yeah. Well, I would say um, I was lucky at the start, or it was in the stars, because eighth grade, my first song <laughs> that I wrote, it was tweaked, you know, and, and made really nice for a talent show by my, who's my still collaborator, Daniel Ho, who's this six-time Grammy winner, which is mm -hmm. the reason why, you know, I had some songs that were nominated. So I, I think somehow it was always kind of, it was my call you know, mm -hmm. because he like he showed up. And as I went through the music industry, as I told you, like finding what was mine and what wasn't mine, um, I needed to say things myself. You know what I mean? Like I felt that was what I needed to do. So songwriting is really where that came into play. And I'm thinking back now, it was the mentors because having Daniel as my role model, I mean, he is such a brilliant artist, but also this disciplined musician. When mm -hmm. we would tour as a duo, I mean, I, one day I said, well, let me play the shaker because he was just like doing guitar. And he goes, OK, well, practice this for a month and then we'll look. I'm like, really? Like, can't I just <laughs> shake it? Like, <laughs> but, you know, he kept the standards high. So some of those writing sessions, they were long because he wanted the perfect word, you know. But I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from Harold Payne that I met through Just Plain Folks, which I don't know if you ever came across that songwriting organization. No, I don't um, think that. Yeah. And, you know, he's like a multi-platinum songwriter and just like okay. the most humble guy. But I guess I surrounded myself by other songwriters like that. And, um, gosh, you know, the, the Emmy that I won early in my career, 
I'm telling you, girl, I wish I could tell you that I plotted and I had steps and I made it. It wasn't. It was always like, zoop. it would like come in from like the left side. You know, it was one of those, a friend of a friend passed my CD to the composer of this, yeah. um, you know, soap opera show, which I'm sure you heard this kind of story time and again. Mm-hmm. It was the first song I wrote specifically for TV. And because we wrote it for a character who's being written off the show, who then actually passed away in a surgery, you know, I mean, I I can't make this stuff up, you know, that's what brought the song attention. So, um, I don't know. Does that help? I mean, ask me more questions. What else about song? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for talking about, uh, surrounding yourself with mentors. I think that that is so important because I, I find that, you know, a lot of younger musicians and singers, um, that I talk to that kind of have, um, are pro-minded they step into the business and they're you know they're they're wanting to work in a league with people who are more experienced and everything and they step into it with this kind of a mindset that they have to prove themselves right up front in order to fit in and kind of put on that like front like I know what I'm doing I'm totally confident I know you know I can do this um and they, they really miss that window of opportunity to embrace mentorship and to be moldable and to be um, directable and to kind of, you know, humble themselves and, um, you know, tell me what it was like for you to, you know, to be in that position, um, you know, with uh, surrounding yourself with I guess with musicians who are better than you, you know, so that you can learn from them. You know, did you, did you feel a lot of resistance towards that or did you really (laughs) embrace it? Was it hard for you? (laughs) Well, okay. The two situations I'll talk about is one empower music and arts, which is the organization I'm a part of, you know, for positive music and new thought music. Um, they would do these songwriting retreats and they were with the writers, you know, they were like Nashville writers, even though they were in our niche market, you know, Karen Taylor Good and, you know, Janice Stanfield, even like Carol Payne, you know, that they had credits, they had like number one. And, and I just remember again, that stage fright I had, oh, it would come up so bad. And, (laughs) and I remember it was just fear. What would I do? I mean, I guess I was humble because I was to a point just like freaked out, you know, just so I, it wasn't, I couldn't even pose, you know, I couldn't Mm -hmm. even pretend that I, you know, so I was very open and I think like what I give myself a pat on the back for is that I showed up. I don't mm-hmm. think that I was brilliant, <laughs> but I showed up. Oh, and one thing I did have to do is sometimes I'd be in a room with like a folk writer, right? Like a genre I didn't know about. And I'd have, I think, preconceptions in my mind of like, well, I'm a pop writer. How's this going to work? You know, I already put up all these mental blocks and, you know, it, it would have been easier if I didn't, if I just went in like fresh and new, don't care about genre, don't care about their credits. Cause to be honest, from that writing session with those, all those different writers, my best songs were probably with the folk writer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it ended, ended up being these really um, beautiful, not beautiful, but these polished pumping pop songs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and the more recent experience I had of that was a program I told you about where they put us into these hotel rooms with these producers and these writers and the music supervisors. And it's funny because, you know, I've, I've had a career, right? I've been writing my whole time and I don't, I haven't yet been able to fully shake that fear part off from hmm. me, but I would go in there and there would be like tumbleweeds. Like I couldn't find my words. <laughs> so again, sometimes the best I could do was literally just to show up. 
Yeah. And try and try again. And they might not use anything I said, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's all a mental battle. Don't you feel? Not battle. It's a mental, you know? Yeah. It's a mental thing. I get it. It Yes, I do get it. it. I love that. This is so lame. Give me one second. I forgot to plug my laptop in and it's about to die. (laughs) Give me one second. Go ahead. Plug it in. As she's plugging it in, I think I hear my kids. Wow, I got that mom life like on full display today. Girl, don't worry. My kids just came in the door. I think over there they're yelling. So, ah, uh, oh, there we go. Okay, yay, we're, not gonna, we're alive. We're not going to be dropped off, but <laughs> yes. Thank you for that answer. I love that. Yeah, you just show up. You just show up, even though you're scared and you're intimidated. And uh, yes, I, I've I've definitely felt that many times. I think I I feel that the most in um, session work. I love session work. Um, But for some reason, there's there's this intimidation factor for me, like no matter what, no matter who it is I'm going to sing with, I always think like, well, this is the day that I am going to really blow it. And (laughs) everyone's going to find out that I am not actually a good professional singer. What is that? I know. And, you know, because I was, I was lucky enough to do a few of those sessions, you know, with the top LA, LA session singers, you know, and, um, the red light goes on and I don't, why is it in our profession? But, you know, I will say the positive part is it keeps us on our toes. We want to be our best. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know what else is, well, it, it is all positive because you stretch each other, you know, and ultimately I think you just have to f- feel where you belong, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, I have to say with the writing sessions, I told you on the big Island where I just felt like a complete dork, even though I've been like into my career, like for decades, right. Yeah. Um, is I kept showing up and then I got surprised in one session where I was writing in a genre that I didn't know. So I had no preconceptions. I had no beliefs. I didn't know if I was good or bad. I didn't even know what the genre was. Okay. Cause it's called Mumba tone or something. And, um, it was fire. There were four, four of us writers writing this Spanish rap. It's called queen. And then when I went to sing it, cause we weren't even sure who was going to sing it. None of us were overtly rapping type of, you know, hot mama type of people. And, um, I swear I channeled some other part of me and it was, it was bliss. You know, when you surprise yourself and like, Oh my God, I'm kind of maybe good at that new thing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's great. Yeah. I just recently had, um, a guest on his name's Kiyoshi and he is, um, he's a rapper, but he hosts a lot of workshops on, on rapping and free flow. And, um, it just like the thought of that, like sends chills up my spine. And so we had a great conversation about that and about what it's like for people walking through the door, you know, in, <laughs> into his workshops. Wow. Um, I would definitely die a thousand deaths, you know, having to, <laughs> So you, know, you should do it. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I should, I honestly should, because I, you know, in, um, this is weird. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for decades now, yeah. but I have had this weird thing creep up late in my, um, career yeah. and it's, I've never had performance anxiety before. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is, has been a result of the pandemic or what, but, mm-hmm. um, I have this weird anxiety, this weird performance anxiety when I'm on stage now about lyrics 
and mm. performing them live. And, uh, yes. you know, thank God, you know, I usually have an iPad where I can kind of, you know, glance down and, and mm -hmm. have, um, but when I don't have that safety net and, uh, you know, if, if I forget a lyric or something, my mind completely goes blank I and know. it's just, it is such a horrible feeling and yes. I haven't really, I haven't put in the work to figure that out yet, but that's it. Mm -hmm. the wrapping thing's a good example where we all kind of have those things that for some reason inside, they just like, oh, it's, it's a perfectionism thing. Maybe I don't yeah. know, you know, where well, you're, but yeah, it's important to like find those things and just kind of face them head on and, and just allow yourself to be bad yes. at something. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Allow yourself to suck a little, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I, I found that I found myself in that same position, you know, the lyric one. And it's funny at, when you keep feeding it though, that fear, Yes. you know, so I have to like kind of catch that thought early on mm -hmm. and just like, I don't know how I throw it away. I just, I guess I fill it with some other thoughts, but that gets me still. And I'll be completely honest when I do like my own concerts and you know i have to play music too i can't even memorize my own songs mm -hmm. so i'll have my cheat sheets and they are my safety net you're right they are they are yeah. and sometimes i um well i at least i've told myself that i feel like i can deliver more and deliver a more authentic experience if i have my safety net at least yeah. that's where i'm i'm at for now so mm -hmm. hey <laughs> i agree i i agree with you too i my my thought on it is, well, you know, if I have them there, why not have the safety net rather than creating an awkward moment for myself and the audience, you know, when it's just <laughs> yeah. as easy, you know, to have them there. But yes. then again, you know, it is a hindrance in ways too, where, you know, if for some reason I, I don't have them available, it, it's just way too much of a mind trip for me. And it's, you know, I am so not proud to admit this, you know, but I know, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's something that I need to work on. And I, I know that, you know, no matter how deep into our career we are, we're still always learning and, you know, yeah, growing. Well, there's always that. another edge, you know, there's always like the, the next edge. So, but I was going to say for the free flow thing, I, I was going to say that at least for me, oh, sometimes yeah. though, that fear is, um, it's weird, but it's, it's, I don't know yet that it's excitement because there's prob probably something under it, you know, mm. like some kind of golden stuff for me to uncover, you know? Yeah, and not forgetting of the lyrics, but you know, like say if you're afraid to try to free flow or something like that, you know, that's mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. what I found for me. I'm like, okay, just try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, what? How do you think something like that plays into your uh, your writing process? I mean, when you're, do you write more independently alone, or do you write better when you're with groups? And are you able to kind of just? free flow, you know, with ideas and everything, or yeah. are you a little bit more calculated from the beginning? <laughs> so, you know, a lot of my career was writing my own material, you know, and then I would have some collaborators here and there. But as I stepped more into the TV sync world, that is all collab world. And um, the hotel rooms was just like, <laughs> it, was, it was torture at first, you know. Um, and um, I feel like it's, 
it's kind of what we were saying. Like, I know there's something at the end of that, you know, me showing up. Cause I could just be like, forget that. Let me just write it here all by myself. Mm -hmm. But the songs and the, I don't know. I feel like the success in that world has to come from these collaborations. Now, mm -hmm. how well do I do live? I'm not that great yet, but I'm really good at sometimes the songwriters call it alone together. We're mm -hmm. like, you can have some alone time, whether it's, you know, you're in the same space or actually you go off your zoom call and I write a little, then we come back. I mean, that's more my favorite speed only because I swear there's tumbleweeds. I mean, there's just like blank, you know, you're talking about blank. Yeah. <laughs> there's just a blank slate sometimes when I'm sitting there, you know, mm -hmm. um, with my collabs, unless I'm already re you know, I already know the topic and I'm inspired and feeling it, you know, so I'm learning better how to be in that space. Cause I'd like to, cross the bridge, you know, and be mm -hmm. like Sam doing better <laughs> at being live in person, mm -hmm. you know, one-on-one. -on -one, so, but yeah. I'm so grateful that later in my career that this collaboration has come because it's definitely next level. I mean, mm -hmm. I think for me, it's expanding me in so many ways. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. I'm curious to know too, in the, um, in the, sync world and when you're writing you know intentionally for you know to have mm -hmm. placements done there's mm -hmm. formulas to it you, there's there are definitely you know tracks that you're following and and there are um you know certain things that they're looking for mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you cross over or or go over and start writing your own original music for yourself like putting rise together putting your um own album together how does that differ for you how do you get back into that space where you can say this is like uniquely me this is oh. written for me and not for yeah. you know others um Ooh. do you have any practices that you do <laughs> to kind of get yourself back in that space i think I'm still in that question because to be honest, Rise, um, many of those songs were collabs that I had written for sync, but mm, I was okay. still learning. Yeah. Right. I was still learning. So I'm still answering that question because I've been talking with other songwriters and producers in sync and the feedback I'm getting is that it's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible to purposely write to a brief and still retain your artistic, you know, vision. And, you know, you and I were talking about, but can't I have both? So I'm still, <laughs> I'm still in the question. The great thing is because I, I write, I mean, what's, what's in my heart is more positive, spiritual, reflective. Uh, that's what sync wants, you know, as far as like the rules of what we heard for, especially like commercial stuff, you know, they don't want negative darkness and, you know, all this kind of stuff. The trick is how can you bring authenticity? You know, that that's really what, um, sync has been a, like a big gift in my pop writing and writing as an artist for a new thought slash, you know, inspirational, um, world or market, mm -hmm. um, is can I, can I do all these melodies of, you know, pop that I love and those kind of productions and still really be authentic in me telling the story. And really those are the sync songs they want, you, you know, unless it's a specific, you know, request for it to sound like, you know, for the, you know, to sell the downy detergent, you know, right. um, they really want it to feel like it's real and coming from mm -hmm. you. So I don't know. I'm in the question. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't have a clear cut answer. Yeah, that's you. good. You're still in the yeah. question. I like yeah. how, yeah. how you put that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, I want to ask you more about um, mm -hmm. Rise be before we wrap things up. Mm -hmm. um, before I do that, I don't want to neglect um, everyone in the comments over here. Um, oh, Tim uh, in San Diego is with us. Hey, Tim. Oh, you're watching from YouTube tonight. Very fancy. Yeah, we're we're broadcasting oh, live from YouTube, Facebook, Hi. and Twitch. So we're all <laughs> over the place. And Eden Castile, my dear friend, is here. Eden is a great talent. Um, uh, she says, hi there alone together. How cool. And she says she just got done with her show and now she's enjoying inspiration from faith and Danielle. Aww. Hi, Eden. So cool. Hi guys. I just discovered the comments. Okay. Yes, there they are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, before we wrap up, I just want to ask a few more questions, um, about mm -hmm. rise because mm -hmm. I want to direct everyone to go and check that out. Mm -hmm. Um, how did that come together? Was that something you were planning on writing already pre pre pandemic or did, did it all kind of come together during that time period? I, I think when the pandemic hit, I was ready to release it or I was cutting maybe two more tracks. So, mm -hmm. um, I had just, you know, discovered not discovered but rediscovered sync tv in a real you know meaningful way right through through this hawaii program and i had started to write these songs but really they were my what's the word my emotional catharsis to move through what i was moving through as this mom who felt you know i'd lost some of my identity you know mm -hmm. so there's some songs on there called come alive you know where it's like my rah rah song of like i'm gonna take back my power you know and, yeah. <laughs> and that and that mumbo tone song called queen you know um another one called in my own skin so it it was me finding my voice again you know mm -hmm. telling myself that okay i'm different i'm not touring now maybe i can't identify myself as that you know touring new thought artist um but there's something coming here and that's why it's called rise because i was just i was evoking it you know this was like my little spell of like come on show yeah. me the fire i'm not done yet that's really what I think I was trying to say with this album. So once the pandemic hit, I feel really lucky because I was riding on that energy of mm -hmm. rising right when everything was shutting down. Yeah. So yeah, it was really important. It was so special to me that that's how I entered the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And was everything recorded uh, all at once or were you just recording singles and, and you've put these together as a, yes. as a you know, a collection? Yes, exactly. Because my co collaborators are all around the country. And mm -hmm. it's, it's funny, I you know, I've had 11 albums, and I've d done everything from like a full Hawaiian album to like, a, what Oh, yeah, it was like all these affirmation dance songs. And most of my other albums they're I don't know that they're one genre, because I love so many different styles. So I would say rise. Um, I was a little bit, what's the word? I was afraid of what you know, as far as like branding and all that, I'm like, oh my God, nobody's going to know what I do. Cause I go from EDM to like this pop Jawaiian thing. And ultimately it's, it's everything I wanted to say. And I'm an artist. So I, I said it, and it's, yeah. it's, it's chop soy is what I'm saying. And it's good. Meaning it's, yeah. it's a buffet <laughs> of different styles, you know, but it's the cohesiveness is the message of rising, you know? Yeah through it all. <laughs> so great. And what, um, can you share with us what your favorite track is off the album? Do you have a favorite? Um, there's so, well, rise is the title cut. Uh huh. So that I, the producer on there, he's from Hawaii. His name is Imua Garza. 
Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, and I wrote that actually, you, you might know for the Association for Global New Thought, it was written for an opening ceremony. So it doesn't even sing, I think, like a normal song. It's more of an anthem, mm -hmm. but I really, I, I dig that song. And I also, not many, I, I, I like Lighthouse mm -hmm. is another song I wrote on there because it, to me, it represented what the pandemic was like the lyrics talk about like okay i know it's dark i know we all want to run away i know who's gonna come and save us and the hook is like Who, who's gonna be the light i mean we it's it's me and you we're the ones here mm -hmm. so it's a real like i guess another another anthem saying like you know we we can do this you know that we're we're the lighthouse we need to be lighthouse for others so yeah. i guess maybe those two <laughs> potentially amazing yeah <laughs> It sounds like there is some good stuff in that album. So how uh, how can everybody listen to it? Where would you like to send them to check out uh, Rise and all your other albums as well? Yeah, well, you know, it, it's on all the streaming platforms. So feel free, you know, to, to find it that way. And um, if you want to be in touch with me, be a part of my Rise tribe, you can go to faithrivera.com and you'll get some free music that way. And on YouTube, I have so many, you know, songs there. And if they can speak to you, you know, your heart and where you're at, because um, that's what I'm about, the kind of music I write. If you can fuel your dreams, I want you to use it and share it. And it's, it's just look for Faith Rivera. Yeah. Oh, and on social media, find me uh, Faith Rivera Music on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, it's Faith Rivera Music. And I don't know if you're like me, Danielle. You know, I, I swear I'm... I blame the mommyhood thing and I just, I don't post all the time or as, as consistently as I'd like to, yeah. but, um, anytime there's a, a big project or, you know what I mean? Something that I know could serve others. I do share that like this show. So yeah, I'll be posting yeah. about this. Oh, great. <laughs> That's great. Well, oh my gosh. I love you so much. I just love your vibe. <laughs> I wish, uh, you know, I'd love to meet up with you sometime in Hawaii. Yeah. I was going to tell you my band was actually out in Hawaii twice of, Already in December and once in January, we were on Oahu the first time, and then we were on uh, we were on the uh, Kona the second time. Oh my um, gosh! And it, you gotta I, call I had, me, it, text yeah, me. I will. Next <laughs> time. We may be in Maui in July. Actually, it would oh, be amazing to like travel mm, around a little bit. But yeah, um, I hadn't been since I was a kid, and wow. I just oh my god, I was so blown away i just oh. i wish we could have spent more time there oh, you're so lucky it's just gorgeous there you're gonna come back you're gonna yeah. come back we know? will we will for yeah, sure will. yeah i know I'd, I'd love to meet up with you and, and get to know you better and Same um here. and uh, yeah if you do that that uh, workshop intensive in hawaii just sign me up i'm, I'm there <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. If you love this conversation as much as I did and would like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with The Unstoppable Singer and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Unstoppable Singer. And while you're there, please share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at Unstoppable Singer. Once again, I'm Danielle Tucker, a professional singer and vocal coach. I've spent the last 25 years crafting a successful career for myself in the music industry and showing other aspiring singers how to do the same. The world needs your voice now more than ever. So get out there and create an unstoppable career.